0: Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on and welcome back to The Nothing Show. I'm your host, Clay, and today is going to be episode 44 of The Nothing Show. In today's episode, we are going to be going over the NFC North 2021 season outlook. This is part of a series that we've been doing over the past month or so where we go very, very in-depth with a specific NFL division. And today is the NFC North Uh, Last week was the AFC West, and now we are going to be moving on to the North. Next week will be the AFC North. So uh, in this this division, we've got the Lions, Vikings, Bears, and Packers. We'll be covering each team in depth for for about four or five minutes uh, in that order, Lions, Vikings, Bears, Packers. So uh, without further ado, let's get right to it. I'm excited for this video. I want to thank you all so much for listening. All right, first up, the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions had a very interesting offseason. Their star quarterback, Matthew Stafford, who has been in Detroit for almost 10 years, about, about that long, he he officially requested a trade and said, I don't want to be part of this rebuild anymore. I've been through enough here in Detroit. I'm respectfully requesting to be traded to another NFL team. And the Lions front office granted him that wish and looked for a trade and eventually he was traded to the los angeles rams which i think worked out very very well for both sides the lions give up matt stafford get jared goff a nice bridge quarterback in two first round picks and the rams get a, a significant upgrade at quarterback and in addition to that they also get to move jared goff's contract which was a very very big deal so the lions are pretty clearly rebuilding they don't have a, a, a championship team not even close to it but they are Upgrading in the trenches. On the offensive line and the defensive line, they're doing very, very well. On offensive line, they have Frank Ragnow, one of the best centers in the league. They drafted Panay Sewell in the first round of the 2021 NFL draft. And then their defense actually has a lot of big key pieces. They got a lot of defensive tackles in the draft. So I think that this team, they're building it the correct way. They're building it in the trenches. I like their head coach and Dan Campbell. I think things could work with him. Some people don't like him. They think he's a little too aggressive, maybe isn't. Uh, the best with with you know the media and the reporters, but I don't care about that personally. I care about how he does in the locker room with the players of the Lions. So I like that hire. I think that Jared Goff is going to give him an opportunity to grow as a team and have this bridge quarterback where they're able to bring in young talent. They're able to risk um putting in you know some 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 young players. They're able to risk putting young players in the games see how, they, how good they are, and if they're bad and they lose the game, it doesn't really matter because it's a rebuild year. So I think that the Lions aren't going to be a good team in terms of record. That's by no means a crazy prediction. I think everyone agrees that the Lions are going to be one of the worst teams in the league, but it's not in vain. They are doing themselves a favor by rebuilding. They're going to get a nice early draft pick next year where they're probably going to take a quarterback and develop him under Jared Goff, and that's going to work out perfectly because by the time that that drafted quarterback is going to be ready to start. The offensive line is going to be strong with pinay Sewell covering the blind side, Frank Ragnow in center. He's under contract for a very long while. They just signed him to an extension. And then by that time, you know, they'll have the receivers. And when they're ready to compete, the front office will be willing to make more big splashes in free agency, maybe on a star corner or a star defensive end, or add some some talent to the wide receiver room. But to move on, I don't want to just praise this team for what they're doing, even though I do really like it, because this is, quite frankly, going to be an awful team. This is going to be a really, really bad team. I cannot name one of their receivers. I think they have Tyrell Pryor. That name just... I think they have him. I'm not quite sure. I think he's their receiver number one on the depth chart. But this this team is not, not strong at receiver whatsoever. I'm sorry. I just looked it up. It's actually Tyrell Williams as their wide receiver number one. Um They've also got uh, Brashad Perriman, who was actually, you know, maybe like a good wide receiver three or four over the past couple of years, but by no means is he a strong going to be a strong player for them. They also did draft Sage Sharat, but and Amon Ross St. Brown, but... This is not a proven wide receiver room whatsoever. This is a really, really bad wide receiver room. However, they do have other good players at skill positions. They have TJ Hawkinson at tight end, who's going to be a really, really nice, consistent piece for them on offense. And they have DeAndre Swift Swift, and Jamar, Jamal, Jamal Williams at the running back position. So it's not all bad. The main weakness of the team is receiver. They have no receivers whatsoever. And then the defense, they've got uh Levion Roserki, Romeo Aquara, Jamie Collins, and Trey Flowers. And Jeff Okuda, who, you know, I'm expecting a good second year from. So this team, they've got pieces. They need to spend a year developing guys, seeing what they have. Similar to the Washington football team last season. It might be kind of like that. And then after that, after this next coming season in 2022, they'll draft a quarterback. If Dan Campbell is really their coach, I think he's going to have a bright future in in Detroit. If he can develop the young players and then pick a quarterback that's going to bring this team to where they need to be in the future and then make some big splashes in free agency in the coming seasons. For a win prediction in 2021, I'll probably go about four wins. I think four and 13 is actually a bit generous. They really don't have very much going for them. I, I could even see, th- see three and 14, but I'll go four and 13 just because Jared Goff's you know kind of experienced They have playmakers like TJ Hawkins and DeAndre Swift. I think that they can maybe pull out a few wins against some of their worst opponents or even maybe an upset. But uh, once again, I'm not expecting much, but this is a rebuilding year for them, and I like where the franchise is heading. Next up, the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings had an incredibly disappointing 2020 NFL season. Uh, they had a ton of injuries, a ton. You know, Anthony Barr got injured, Eric Kendricks got injured. Uh, Mike Zimmer had a tough year uh, as head coach. He got a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of the blame put on him for the struggles of the team. Kirk Cousins had a kind of an underrated year. Actually, I thought he had a pretty decent year, but the team as a whole did not do very well. Daniil Hunter was also out for the season, who's probably their best player on defense. Um, so this was tough. Their defense was the worst part of their team by far. They they it was tough because you know mike zimmer is a defensive-minded head coach and they really could not get anything going on the defensive side of the ball so with all these players coming back next year i'm expecting this team to improve a lot and then in addition to that justin jefferson is going to be going into his second year so this offense is going to become even better they're not really losing anyone on offense and the defense is going to increase in their increase their production significantly i'm expecting like like a bottom third of the league, or maybe even worse, like they were in the bottom fourth of the league, I think they'll be probably in the top third. I think that this team is going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to have a deep playoff run. Matter of fact, when I made my playoff predictions most recently, a couple months ago, uh, I had the Packers and the Vikings in the NFC Championship. I'm still not sure if I think that's going to happen. I probably don't think it will. Um, I've got to kind of sit down and look at the schedules and look at the free agents that have been signed since those predictions and just kind of reevaluate that. But I liked that prediction. I thought it was, I don't actually think that's the most probable NFC championship. If I had to guess, I'd probably say Rams and Bucks or Packers and Bucks, but so much stuff changes year to year that it's, it's just not going to happen like that. Um, Something crazy is going to happen. We're going to have an NFC championship that most people don't predict. And so I don't think Vikings versus Packers is that far off. I think that these are going to be two of the premier teams in the league. I feel like the Vikings might kind of take the Saints spot in the playoffs or the Bears. Uh, I don't expect the Bears to make it. I might expect the Saints to make it, but they'll probably be that seventh seed if they do. So um, I'm expecting good things from the Vikings. I think this is going to be a really strong team. I think Mike Zimmer is going to be really motivated this offseason and has been putting in a lot of work to improve this team and make sure that this team is where they need to be because they have a ton of talent. They have so 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 much talent that it's it's honestly a shame that they had such a rough year because it's kind of it's it's just a waste that they have all these great players and weren't able to get much done. So if I'm if I'm going for a record prediction, I'm going to go probably 11 and 6, 12 and 5. This is going to be a super strong team. I'm I'm probably leaning towards uh, Eleven and six if Aaron Rodgers stays with the Packers. Uh, if if Aaron Rodgers leaves the Packers, which I don't think will happen by the way, I think it's almost guaranteed that he stays with the Packers. There's just almost no way that he moves. But if for some reason he does, they'll probably sweep. Uh, the Vikings will probably sweep the Packers, and they'll probably go twelve and five. Those, those are my predictions. Um, just just the roster is so good. Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, Irv Smith, Christian Dariusaw, Denil Hunter. Dalvin Tomlinson, Eric Kendricks, Anthony Barr, Cameron Dansler, Harrison Smith, Patrick Peterson. This is an incredible roster, and they had some good free agent signings. You know, Patrick Peterson, obviously, he's old, but he fills a hole really well. Dalvin Tomlinson, I loved that. I loved that free agency signing. That's a really strong defensive tackle to get into the mix. And then uh, they also signed, uh, or sorry, not signed. They, they drafted Christian Darrisaw. Uh, in with really good play in the first round they traded back and still got who they wanted and a very successful off season for the vikings i think that this is one of the more slept on teams in the league so once again 11 and 11 and uh six 12 and five i think is a a fair prediction next up the bears i'm expecting a bit of a regression from the bears not because they're actually going to get that much worse I think, in fact, they're actually going to get better, but rather that their division's going to improve. You know, I think the Vikings will probably sweep the Bears just because they're like the Bears on steroids. They have a far better offense. And then kind of that's the same uh, defensive defensive uh, talent group there. But the Bears are, are better set up for the future. Last year, it was kind of like a, a fear victory. them make it into the playoffs because they got a worse draft pick. They... It didn't get to fire Matt Nagy even though he might be the answer but they didn't get to fire him because he made the playoffs so it was almost a bad way to make the playoffs because they didn't really stand a chance against the Saints in the in the wild card round anyway so because they made the playoffs they got a bad draft pick and weren't able to make huge changes this season's different because they have pretty much everything they need they kept Allen Robinson they have Darnell Mooney they are going to keep um or sorry they're going to yeah they're going to keep their head coach and give him another year which I think is is warranted. And then they also fixed their quarterback situation. Andy Dalton as the bridge guy, the mentor, and then Justin Fields who was such a good draft pick. I love that draft pick so much. They were able to trade up and grab him when he fell and it's I man, it's 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 so exciting that there's actually promise in Chicago because last year it was just Mitch Trubisky who, you know, he's he i wouldn't really yeah i know he's a bust i'm gonna call him a bust um you know he's he's good backup in this league he's not out of the league so he's not he's not terrible but he's not a starting quarterback in this league so this was a huge play in the draft for the bears to get justin fields i love the pick so much their roster still has a lot of issues but there's hope for the future in chicago and that's what's important even though they made the playoffs last year, there wasn't very much hope, but now there is, and that's that's what's really good. So I think I'm expecting probably seven and ten, maybe six and eleven, but I'm probably gonna go seven and ten. They could maybe even go eight and nine, nine and eight, if 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 uh, Justin Fields comes in early and makes this offense more dynamic, but with Andy Dalton starting the first few games, I'm not expecting them to win a lot of them. Just because they don't really have a lot of a lot of playmaking ability there. We saw what you get from Andy Dalton with the Cowboys last year, and it was not a lot of winning. But you know they've got a strong running back room in David Montgomery and Tariq Cohen. Wide receiver room is also very strong in Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, and Anthony Miller. Kind of an underrated group there. And then they've got Cole Komet at tight end and another draft pick that I really loved. Tevin Jenkins, a strong left tackle for them. Uh, one of their weaknesses was the offensive line last season. And they, they addressed that slightly. And then of course the defense, it's always been good, but the, the, the offense hasn't really complimented them. Well, they've still got Akeem Hicks, Khalil Mack, Roquan Smith, Danny Trevathan, Jalen Johnson, Eddie Jackson, and Desmond Trefant. So this is a strong defense. Um, as long I don't think they lose any big players after this season. I think except Allen Robinson. I know Allen Robinson's on the franchise tag, so depending on how they treat that situation, um if they have a lot of money this this next offseason and they make splash our wide receiver get a big playmaker, I could see them being contenders next year. Um just because it feels like they're a quarterback away. I'm not sure that they're going to get um they're not going to find out if they've got that quarterback early this season. They might towards the end, but by then it might be too late to kind of make a run at the playoffs. So once again, uh this team, there's a lot of there's a lot of hope because they can prove that they've got their guy and there's there's a bright future because of all these young stars. But um unfortunately it's just the situation that they're in. It would have been ideal if they were in the situation last year. You know, they had their young quarterback. And then they made the playoffs. And now here in this season, they finally got all the pieces and they put it all together. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. It, this team is lacking a little bit in, in consistency on offense. But I think that they've, they've done a lot of things right. And we'll see that in the future. But, you know, I'm, I'm predicting this team to go about 500, maybe a little worse. All right, and lastly, the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers were one of the best teams in the NFL last season. They made it to the NFC Championship where they lost pretty pretty badly to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um the main off, the main storyline this offseason has been is Aaron Rodgers going to stay in Green Bay. And until that happens, I'm just not pretty much not even going to acknowledge that because it's such a big if and it changes so much that there's just no reason to assume that it will happen. I'm just just assuming he's going to stay in Green Bay. He's been there his whole career. I, I don't expect it to change. If it does, I'll be genuinely very surprised. So uh, we'll see. But as, assuming he does stay there, Green Bay is going to be a very, very good football team. I, I They did have one big, big set of... Uh, Sequence of events that happened in free agency, which I really did not agree with. Uh, That was when they let center Corey Lindsley walk in free agency and he was signed by the Chargers and then they re-signed running back Aaron Jones for the same amount. So I love Aaron Jones. He's a really good running back. I think he's probably top seven, eight uh, off the top of my head, but it was almost expected that he was going to walk. I remember watching him on the Pat McAfee show. He was on for an interview and, you know, it was... They didn't directly say it, but it, they were like, you know, where are you think about playing next year? Are you excited for your free agency? And it was, it was a lot of like questions like that, like where is he going to end up staying next year and playing next year? And, you know, after watching that, I was like, OK, he's not going to be a Packer next year. There's no way because, um, you know, I just want to be really clear here. Nobody clearly said that he was going to walk in free agency, but it was very, very, very alluded to. So I was I was not expecting it when they re-signed him at all. Um because partially because they have A.J. Dillon who they drafted in the second round the year before uh in the 2020 NFL draft so and and he had a strong rookie season so it's it's interesting um it's a very interesting decision they still have David Bakhtiari and Elkton Jenkins on the offensive line this is by no means going to be a bad offensive line but I I would personally value center a lot more than a running back especially when you have A.J. Dillon and and limited money but Uh, Moving on from that, they do, you know, have a really strong roster and I just don't see them getting that much worse just because they've seen sustained success under Aaron Rodgers and uh, Matt LaFleur. So I do think that they're going to have a worse record, partially because of a stronger division with the Vikings improving. But uh, this is going to be a really good team. I would say they're probably going to go around 12 and five. Uh, they went back to back thirteen and three, but I'm seeing a a little bit of a down downhill turn here, just because they did lose. They lost Corey Lindsley. Everyone Everyone's getting a little older. The roster is getting older, but uh, I, I still think this is going to be a really strong team, and they're gonna they're gonna have championship aspirations, and they will have a legitimate chance at the Super Bowl. So. Uh, I like this team a lot. Uh, you know, the roster, it, it's one of the better ones in football, probably top, top 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 three rosters, I'd say. You know, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, uh, Preston Smith, Zadarius Smith, Jair Alexander, uh, Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage. It's, it's just a really strong roster. Um, and I'm expecting good things from this team. So uh, that's it. You know, uh, I, I do think that this team will will be competitive with the Vikings. I, I would predict the Vikings to win the the NFC North, uh, especially if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play for the Packers. But if they don't, if he does, it's going to be about neck and neck. I'd still take the Vikings, but I'd, you know, I'd take them going, you know, 12 and five with a bit of a tiebreaker there. So uh, this is going to be a really competitive division, and I'm excited to watch all four of these teams this coming season. And with that, everyone, I would like to thank you all so much for listening. Uh, This is a lot of fun to make, as always. I appreciate your time for tuning in this week. And uh, next week uh, is going to be the AFC North. So that's going to be the Browns, Steelers, Bengals, and Ravens. That's going to be a really fun division. As always, I'll see you all next week. This is Clay from The Nothing Show signing out. Bye.